The Green Suiters Podcast is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to support our show, get early access to each episode, get your questions read on there, and you want to listen to each episode ad-free, then head over to www.patreon.com forward slash Podcast to find out how. Before getting into this episode, we'd like to thank the following new patrons for joining our growing podcast community. Jody Spradley, Nick Hall, and David Snyder. Thank you for your support. Now, on to the show. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm really good. Excellent. I uh, I think we should all just use Jason's NPR voice. Uh, As you like guys last was, episode. As you guys, I didn't recognize or I did not realize it. I listened to the episode and it sounded just fine. <laughs> I I beg to differ. Tonight, Leo actually might come upstairs and interrupt oh. our podcast because it was a daycare day today. So, of course, he slept from one to three, which is like the worst thing ever. So he'll he'll be awake till nine, I'm sure. Oh man, nice. that sucks. Yeah, really sucks. Friday, we're gonna keep him out of daycare, so he's crashes Friday night when Patrick and Michelle are here. Said, did you guys take naps at festival? Yeah, I uh, I get in there about eight o'clock. I'm down around eight thirty. And about and three thirty noon to have beer nope. during lunch because it's nope. a German thing. Nope, three thirty. I wake up, get in the car, about four, head home. <laughs> do you guys? Do you guys put your fatigue mats underneath the MFTs, and that's where you take your naps? Oh yeah, actually, I got yeah. a uh, Costanza desk, and it's kind of nice. Okay. Yep. Okay. What's a Costanza desk? Oh come on! I, it's I know a desk that's... that it, it has a hidden bed in there, and you remember the episode where uh, when he was he working for the Yankees, he, he had noises clock, like we're like a typewriter or something like that. His clock, his clock was ticking, and they thought there was a bomb in his desk. It was actually his alarm clock that he forgot. He went out for lunch or whatever. He came back. There was a bomb squad at his office. It was hysterical. Oh, I actually, I actually have never watched a lot of Seinfeld. <sighs> you're not man. American, man. You're not American. No, I'm just not a weirdo. <clears throat> oh, no. oh my God, Jerry Seinfeld alone is one I'm of the kidding. best comedians ever. He's just I, so damn funny. I have seen, I've seen quite a few episodes, but it's just been so long. But. Yeah. All right, here's the obligatory cat insertion. Hmm. Oh, I like Hi, that kitty. black cat. Hi, black cat. What's that? She's kid? been root. What's that? Rue. What's his name? Rue. Rue. R O U X. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, she's been ruining my uh, my fatigue mats. She nice. likes to come down. Oh, and I saw sharpen, that in your stories. Sharpen her little claws on them. Nice. I saw, I saw that in your stories. It's okay. Hmm. Hey, was that so, fun Friday night or what? It was, man. That was. I was. It's always fun. Wow. And hey, that's right. We had the the patron call. Yeah. Did you set Michael and me up? Because we had separate invite. We I, were the only had, ones in that room. I have mm-hmm. no idea how that even happened. No idea. <laughs> At one I think point, said I, just trying to start his own podcast is what it is. <laughs> I got a sub Patreon account. Yeah. <laughs> that just was called so- Sedge's tool. That was so cool. What is that? Uh, that was what three over three hours, just hanging yeah. out. Yeah. I, well, I think we we called it right at three hours. Wow. And um and I was thinking I don't know how Zoom does it. I don't know if if the windows or the screens keep getting smaller the more people that join, mm-hmm. or if it like just kind of rotates out 
but um i mean my entire screen was was full of people yeah mine yeah. as well I, I was counting 16 people uh, all the time and then all of a mm -hmm. sudden a couple people boogied a couple more people came in came it in was, yeah it's yeah. so freaking cool it was i had a really few good people turnout. that were in the call that have written me since then and said how much they enjoyed it so that was pretty cool yeah <clears throat> yeah i thought Excuse it was really me. cool looking yeah, forward well we'll be at workbench con during the typical time we do it no we just cool. shift it yeah well i'm just yeah, saying yeah i was just saying i was looking forward to the next or one. or we, we do it just at Hut, i don't no, know man not, we're not doing that i'm not there's doing, no I'm not way taking recording stuff to workbench con yeah yeah i'm i'm not giving up drinking time yeah <laughs> yeah i was gonna say that's we'd be missing out on no we could all just people, sit people down at the bar and then everybody would just be like we're doing the podcast and like everybody oh. is coming up and be like hey what's up guys i'm blah 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 like get away from me cool. how many 3d printed penises do you think we would get i don't know are you gonna make any i i, I considered it you should wow or maybe maybe there dogs. maybe there's something maybe there's something little that i can print that i can like hand out that would that would stand out just do a life-size version of your penis <laughs> i don't have a printer <laughs> that's that big jason yeah oh God. right oh, think think of how many think i would need one of those industrial of filament think how many of those uh, you can get in your pocket oh <laughs> <laughs> uh. I would need one of those massive room size industrial grade printers to do that. And besides, I don't think Jennifer would appreciate me me doing that. Yeah, you'd have to man. Aware, imagine handing those out and wearing the sedge tool hoodie. <laughs> oh my god, that's a deadly combination. Man. And having the real deal right standing right next to you. Oh my god, gosh! In his new sedge there tool would, thong. There would be so many guys within a twenty five mile radius that would be instantly pregnant. <laughs> oh god. Uh, okay. Joey, are you pregnant? I don't know what happened. It just popped up. <laughs> this is wow. uh this is going south very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Jason, it's your episode. I know. So, Ben, what have you been up to? Uh, I've been slowly building my third cis bench this week, also filming it, oh, cool. which, uh, it is, I wouldn't say it's problematic. It's just, it's going much slower than I thought that it would. Um, I'm sorry. My cat is, we don't hear it. It's okay. Yeah. Just throw well, things at it. There you go. That didn't wow. do anything. Good parenting. Um, wow. So, uh, so, oh, so last weekend, um, I was at Jennifer's. Those that were in the life, uh, know that cause I hadn't seen her in probably a month because, because I got COVID, the girls got COVID and she had, um, she had a, a procedure done a, a few weeks ago on her tongue. And either way, it's, it had been like a month since I'd seen her. So I spent about four days hanging out with her over the weekend, had a good time. And then, um, yeah, just, just trying to film building this, uh, this cis bench and, kind of going through some growing pains with that um, because I was trying to validate the plans that I made. So I, I made the plans based off the second cis bench that I made. And I was like, okay, well, I have the plans. I'm going to use those um, for this build to make sure that the plans are, are in the proper order, that I didn't miss anything. And um, 
so doing that in conjunction with trying to film it was kind of a lot, but I'm getting it done. So that's all I'm really worried about. I, I was hoping to have it done by now, but it's just, it's just too much, you know, traveling back and forth to see Jennifer and then two days of the week I'm at school. I'm, I'm at school the entire day from the morning until late evening. So I just, I need to reevaluate how much time I'm going to give myself to do it. But, um, but now, now I'm, as, I'm assembling it, um, using the, the castle and, uh, it's been a really long time since I've used pocket holes and, um, I can, I can see that I, I probably should have put pocket holes in certain places to pull the panels together because, uh, they just didn't come together very well or as they didn't come together as tight as I'd hoped they would. So what are the growing pains that you've been having with the project? Um, well, the, the first one was, and I was, I was saying this before we, we started recording, um, one of the, the sheets of plywood that I have had a lot of stress in it and I didn't notice, uh, until I was trying to do a 45 cut with the TS 75 and to make the process go quicker, I, I cut both sheets at the same time. And, um, because I, that was a part of me kind of validating the design and the cut, the, the way that I arranged the cut list. Um, because I wanted, I wanted to make the bench out of only two sheets of plywood and that's it. No other materials you would need. And so to do that, it requires you to, to cut certain panels in certain places, uh, and like in a certain sequence. So one of those sheets, again, had a lot of stress on it. I, I made the first uh, series of, of cross cuts and that's when that, that stress released, but it was in the bottom one. And so I, I didn't really notice it in, you know, until I was trying to do a 45 cut through both sheets and uh, the TS-75 was just bogging down. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with this? Like, why is this doing this? And um, cause that's not at all typical, or at least when I was doing sheet goods with the TS-75, and then I started looking and I was like, holy crap, man, this thing is like, I mean, it was probably a three inch bow. Like that's how much of a difference wow. it was between the two sheets. Yeah. Wow. So it was pinching the blade really bad. Yeah. It, like really bad. Um, <laughs> and so I, I had to get like multiple clamps out. I had to get weights to put down on top of it to try to flatten it out. And eventually I got it. But, uh, and that was also during the time where I didn't realize that I had, I had my variable suction down on my CT 26. And so like the next morning I'd already, already made all the, the majority of the cuts the, the night before. And I come downstairs and I'm like, man, like it's really kind of dusty in here. Like this isn't typical. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I was doing a lot of, uh, I was doing a lot of edge rips. And so, you know, everybody that uses the tracks knows that an edge rip, you're not going to get very good dust extraction. Um, and so flash forward to the edge banding process. I, I'm hooking the vacuum up to the Conturo because it's, it's good to just kind of keep a little bit of uh, air moving in to kind of keep the internals clean. And um, I was like, oh, I should probably turn down the variable assist on, on the vacuum. And I go to do it. It's like, crap, it's already low. So I'm uh. like, that's, that's why I have dust everywhere because my dust extraction was incredibly low. Um, but back to the growing pains. So just trying to trying to film, trying to iron out. Cause as I'm doing all this, I'm like making notes on the plans that I already made, um, making notes to certain changes. And, um, all the while I'm trying to do school projects. Um, 
keep doing stuff around the house. It, it was just, it was just a lot at once. Um, but, but like I said, I, I really wanted to, to validate the plans that I have because I don't want somebody else that's going to buy it to go through the same things that I want. I want to make sure that the instructions I have are thorough, you know, that it, it accounts for any, any, um, challenges that someone may have, because there are a few cuts on here that if you, if you, that there's about a 14 millimeter margin of error on one of these cuts. And if you mess up that anything within that 14 millimeters, it's going to render the panel useless. But, it, but again, it's because I'm trying to save materials. So just going through all the headaches of that. Um, and then, you know, just being a woodworker by yourself, like there are always many times where I wish I had extra hands, but again, that's, that's a part of learning the process of building your own plans and filming it and stuff like that is you have to figure out, okay, if someone else is going to build this and they're going to be by themselves, what are the processes that they need to take? What are the steps that they need to take to make it easier on them? And so some of it was going forward with a, with a few steps and noticing that, okay, this is kind of a friction point. Let me back up and think of a more efficient way to do this. And then I would go back, change the plans a little bit or modify them and then go forward. So it's just, it's a lot of iterations. I guess that's where the, the growing pains are coming from. Hmm. And then again, to top all that, you're trying to film it. You know, it's not as easy as just putting a camera down and hitting the record button because you have to make sure that what the camera sees, somebody viewing it can make sense of it as well. So. I mean, are you trying to make the video to accompany the plans or is it just an extra thing? I, I, I think that, I think I kind of, <coughs> I flop back and forth a lot between um, how I'm going to complete the video, whether it's going to be me talking to the camera or me just doing a voiceover. And that, that really changes how you shoot a video. Mm -hmm. You know, if you do just a voiceover, you can be pretty quick with, with doing your shots. But if you're going to be doing a head and shoulders, it's, it's a little bit different, especially if you're doing if you're talking to the camera as you're doing it, you know, or are you just recording all the actions and then doing voiceover? So I, I think going into it, I, I didn't really have a very clear strategy as to, to how I wanted the video to be. But to answer your question, um, I, I, I think it was both and that, that may be the issue where I wanted the voiceover to be the instructional content to go with the plans. Um, and You're so putting it, it on YouTube, are you not? Yes, I am. And so I, I think that I kind of went back and forth between shooting a how-to and a how-did, which are two very different styles of videos. Um, you know, a how-to, you, you kind of have to take into account the problems that the, the viewer may experience and um, be able to address those issues in the video. Whereas if you just did a how-did, you don't have to worry about um, like explaining things to people, you just say, hey, this is what I did, you know? So I, I think that again, not having a, a clear, um, direction that I wanted the video to take, I think it kind of got in the way. So, hmm. but I mean, I haven't even edited anything, so it may turn out to be well, you know, I, I'm not saying this to be an, an a-hole, uh, but I think you're overthinking it and you have to separate the plans from the video. Why is that? Because the two aren't going to be, they're not going to coincide with each other, right? So like 
unless you're making paid instructional content where both of those pieces come together, mm -hmm. I don't think it's necessary. What, and I, and I kind of pivoted and started doing this. The YouTube video is just basically a promotion and a tool to yeah. get them to yeah. buy the plans and also give a little bit of detail. But at the end of the day, the plans are going to be the thing that have the most detail. They could refer to your video. So yeah. don't, you don't necessarily have to make both like mesh and be nested within one another unless you're making it a package. That's why I asked. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's what I was saying. That's why I didn't, by not having that clear decision going into it, that, that, that certainly got in the way because about halfway through, um, I was like, I just need to make this like a how did. Like, this is, this is how I made it, mm -hmm. you know, and not trying to answer a lot of potential questions that people may have. Um, and, and again, that was, yeah. that was a shift halfway through the filming process. And I was like, you know, I'll just, like, I, I highly doubt that people that, that buy these plans are going to need to watch the video. The video just needs to be, like, the thing that inspires them to want to build it. And that's it. Not necessarily the thing that they follow. You know, that's actually yeah. something that I actually just kind of thought about this, but that could actually be a really good way to leverage high, things that you need to highlight in your PDF plans. And if you have your PDF plans completed, for the most part, we'll just say 95% complete. Obviously, there's going to be a couple things that change. But think about that for a second. If you had those done and then you go into a video and you look at your PDF plans and you have highlights on things, right? So this area right here, I'm highlighting because this is important. You could actually translate that into the video to where by looking at the plans, if they're made beforehand, you could actually go into the video and know how to film it based yeah. on what you're yeah. highlighting in the plans. Yeah, yeah. 100%. That's, in yeah. that's in interesting. Because I would, yeah. I I would never buy plans from anybody because I design this stuff myself. Yeah, and, and but, neither would I. But, but 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 if I was to buy a plan from either of you, I would say, okay, hang on, how does he do this? And then I could reference the video and say, mm -hmm. oh, this is how he did this. You yeah. know, this is how he taped the leg. Where the plan just shows a taped leg, but how the hell am I going to do that? Yeah, and you could see that in the video. Yeah, so like a good example would be if I'm if I'm doing a video, um, uh, the walnut dining room table, right? Those plans do well for me. Yeah, I didn't talk about any of the dimensions or anything like that. For the, I didn't, I wasn't right. speaking no, much about I'm, any of those things. Right, that's too yeah, much detail. I'm, and I'm not either in the video. I, I, I've right. done zero talking in the video. But the plans give that information. Then if it's like a technique, yeah. sure, they can link to it. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean, they I think they play off of each other really well. Because if you bought plans, man, I want to see the process that Ben went through to build that. And that's what that goes through, correct? Is the process of building that? Yeah, and I think that's what a how did is, is that it, you know, it just gives you the idea of the overall idea of how you did it. You know, mm -hmm. the, the broad strokes. Yeah. And then plans are like the nitty gritty mm -hmm. step by step by step by step. And so, like I said, going into it, you know, like even now I don't have... Uh, complete plans. I have the completed model in SketchUp, mm -hmm. um, and like I don't even know how I want to format the plans yet. Um, yeah, that's what I'm struggling with. And, and I think that that just like you're saying earlier, Jason. I think that if my plans were finished, um, that it probably would have made uh, the organization and the and the the process of shooting the video a little bit more streamlined because I already had this this finished completed project. Like I'm 
I felt like I was going back and forth a lot, not necessarily with the design, but because I didn't have the, the designs completed, um, I found myself that like I would do one step down here, you know, if I had to wait for a finish to dry, if I had to wait for something to, to finish drying up or whatever, um, I would go upstairs, work on the plan some more, you know, for an hour, come back downstairs, put another coat on, go back. So I was, I wasn't, I, I, I guess I, I had my feet in, in too many different puddles, I guess, as opposed to just, okay, this is the complete plans. Okay, that step's done. Now I'm going to go film it. Um, but, you know, and that's, that's just all part of my learning path, you know. And yeah, I think another thing, too, that uh, might be a battle, and at least initially, is, I mean, when's the last time you made a YouTube video? It's been almost a year. So, it's been, uh, it's been uh, 10 months, 11 months since I uploaded a video for, for my, my individual channel. I, I would be willing to bet that you're filming way more than you need to as well. Oh, I, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But at 93 bucks a sheet, I don't want to have to reshoot anything, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, That's still ludicrous, by the way. Man. No, oh, it's, it's bonkers. Man, and again, it's, it's terrible it's been, quality. So. It's been two days since I shot a YouTube video. No. God. It's, it's been easily a week for me. I need to do another one tomorrow, actually. Uh, yeah, we're going to – we got one coming out. Well – you guys will have already seen this when this podcast is released. But uh, I shot one I've been wanting to shoot for about a year and a half now. And I finally did it. Ben, you're going to enjoy it. I did an MFS primer. Oh, yeah? Yep. All the basic setups of it. And I'm really excited. Uh, I'm going to watch the final edit tomorrow morning that just came through. Chris just posted it. Um, uh, off to the side, whatever, unpublished. So I'm going to go through it, and he's just got to do the thumbnail on it, which we've already shot. So I'm pretty excited about it, and then I'm going to do a series of them over the course of, like, uh, application-wise, over the mm -hmm. course of the next two or three months. Yeah, I'm going to use know. mine um, this weekend. I, I have to put a, a, um, I have to put a channel on the bottom of Jennifer's door for the little tab or whatever that you mount to the mm -hmm. floor. Yeah. Um, I just forgot to put it in there, so I got to do it this weekend. Man, that thing is so – I forgot how versatile it was. And uh, Big D just said, hey, when are we going to do this? I go, well, let's shoot it now. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I was just listening to you, and I, I'm, sometimes that just doesn't hit me. Uh, but what you were saying about um, a how-to versus a how-did, yeah. you know, and then the voiceover thing where we never do voiceovers. It's always live, basically, because yeah. that's what we yeah. like. And yeah. our formula at Sedge Tool is I'm teaching Big D, which I was going to do anyhow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a take. There's a couple times we have to take because I swear and we don't want to swear. So Big D goes, hey, uh, I think we got to do another take. <laughs> <laughs> but it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. It's just it's life in the shop. So. Hey, Ben, I wanted to circle back on another thing that you had mentioned. It was about the pocket holes. What, what did you mean by, um, by that? So I, when I did the pocket holes on the panels, so I, I, I used dominoes, which, um, you know, that just makes everything alignment, positioning, especially when you're by yourself, so much easier. Um, so I have dominoes, and then for the pocket holes, 
I didn't put them at the um, towards the the edges of the panels. So, you know, because the you know, I don't know if people know this, but plywood is generally not completely flat. Like it's not. It's not true. Um, so it's always flat. Perfectly it's um, flat. so the the pocket holes are, are more towards the center of the panel, and like I I don't know why I did it like that, but like I said, I haven't done I haven't done a pocket hole in God knows how long. But um, on the previous sys benches, I just drilled straight through the the top surfaces with butt joints, everything like the screws are exposed. So just just doing more pocket holes along the the um, the length of the panel where it attaches to the top, and that's just to pull the gaps together. Because right now I've only got two per panel, and I mean it pulled it together in the center of the panel, but not towards the end. So there's like a I don't know, like a one millimeter gap um, at the ends there. So, how do you like the uh, machine? I, I love it. I mean, the the quality of the cut that it leaves is really great. I uh, there are a couple pocket holes that I forgot to drill through, and so like I'm like trying to like position the screw. And I'm like, why is it not finding the hole? I'm like, because oh, I didn't put it in there. But um, yeah, it takes some time to get used to. But once yeah. once you get used to it, it's just like clockwork. Probably the 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 biggest thing was you you're cutting the pocket on the opposite side that you're typically used to with like the little handheld jigs. Um, cause I like marked my panel where I was going to put everything, where all my dominoes are going to go, where my, um, where the pocket hole screws are going to go. And so I, on the back panel, I marked it where I wanted the pocket holes to go. And again, you know, with the handheld one, you're looking at the surface that you're drilling into. So you can mm -hmm. see where your marks are. Um, but when I, when I did the castle, the very first pocket, you know, I, I like lined up the little, uh, the indicator that's on the castle, and I lock it down and I plunge it and I'm like, wait, I just did the opposite side because of yeah. how it mounts to the, to the panel, you know? So I was like, well, I guess this is the side I'm going to do all the panels on. But once I did that, I, I got used to it. And, um, I mean, it clamps to, to services really easily. It, you know, hmm. it's, it's a really well-built machine. Um, very simple, but also very well-built. So loud, loud as all heck. It is. I, I mean, it's <laughs> it's about as loud as a as a typical trim router. Um, yep. Trim You know, so it's not in, insanely loud, but it is loud. But yeah, that's why I get that's why I get headphones. But um, I also got the new TSC fifty five last hey week, which is just the awesomest thing ever. I talked um, him into it, Sedge, because. You didn't he was talk using his, I talked him into it. You didn't talk me into it. Let me it. share a little story. Uh, speaking of stories, I was watching his stories, and he was using his 75 and, like, making – or talking about making cuts. I'm like, dude, why are you still using that 75? Yeah. Why don't you get rid of that thing and get the, the 55? I mean, all you cut, basically, is plywood, really. Yeah. And I was like, you could put that thing and list it and sell it, and it'll be gone in, like, a minute. He oh, it was. It. Like an hour later, and it was gone. Oh, like no, 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 Two no. minutes. Like five minutes. You five sold the 75? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I sold the 75. I actually made money on it and then wow. used that to buy the, the, new, um, the new 55. And you get the, the new bed. one with the uh, 1.8 millimeter blades? Yep. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, the, the brand, the, the, new, the new battery model. Yep. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Thanks. Um, but, man... 
it's great. Yeah, I was. Yeah. And, and, I was and what's wondering. what's even what's even better is you know this is something that you don't even really think about unless you have a, a battery operated handsaw. Not having to worry about a cord is so much more greater than you think it would be. You know, because now I don't have to like pull it out of the sustainer. I don't have to like hmm. unplug this, unplug that, plug that in. It's like I grab my hose, I plug it in, and then I just start cutting. Like it's it is so simple. And because of that, you know, now I'm gonna want the battery Vectura or whatever it's called now. Yeah. Um like I, I am convinced now that batteries are, are definitely the way to go forward because it, oh, it, it yeah. is so so simple now. Oh, and it's yeah. and it's quicker too. Like if I needed to make a quick rip on something, um Oh, I've seen the catalogs. Um, oh, no, 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 no. You haven't seen nothing yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I needed to make some quick rips at, the, at my, uh, my work table. Hmm. And, like, again, typically the process was I pull the sustainer out of the sysbench. I grab the TS-75 out. I do all the quartz. Like, I pull the sustainer down, pull the saw out, hook the hose up, and then I'm cutting. It's just... I can't get over it. Like every time you use it and like just how quickly that motor shuts off, it's so satisfying to use. So I used to be on the other side of the fence on this because you had mentioned the power cable. And I used mm -hmm. to say all the time on lives and stuff, people are like, it. oh, would you? Yeah, I'm like, well, if I have to hook up the hose, like I might as well just hook up the cable. Yeah, well, leave the, the 14 gauge in. Yeah, but then, but then when I got the cordless track saw, and no longer was hooking up a cable to it and just the hose, I realized I was like, my hose has never got what got caught on things because I have the sleeve on the yeah. hose. That never gets caught mm -hmm. on anything. It was always that stupid cable. Yeah. And so now, like, I'm I'm all in on the cordless platform. If I can get it cordless, it's very, very likely I'm going to buy it cordless because hmm. yeah. the batteries last forever, too. Yeah, oh, you, absolutely. Go ahead, were Sage. you guys using the deflector? Because, you know, that's a big thing with the cord getting caught on the rail because yeah. the deflector doesn't go the whole way at this moment. I hate you, <laughs> I don't. I, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't the edge of the rail that mine would always get caught on. It was other stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. Other little nooks isn't and it, crannies. That, isn't it weird that just the simple power cord you know just losing that but you still got to put the hose on it doesn't matter it makes a huge difference and yeah. ben do you got do you got bluetooth oh absolutely yeah and and when you sync the battery oh the it is battery, it is lightning quick man it, it, is, it is so cool so fast like and, less than half a second you know and somebody would say oh i don't want to get a bluetooth battery because i have the remote for bluetooth I always forget to hit the remote, so I always yeah. have a Bluetooth on there, and I sync it right away. I will, I will say yeah. this, and this is the only thing that I don't like about it. And maybe, maybe I've done something wrong, and so correct me if I'm wrong. The only thing that I don't like about it is that it doesn't maintain memory if you lose power to the vacuum. Oh, absolutely. Like, no, it doesn't. you got to sync the battery every time. That is the only thing that I but, wish it did, is but, that it maintained memory. So when you're syncing it, how do you sync it? Do you hit it on the vac? No, I just hit the the bottom um, thing on the remote, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Yeah. Because a lot of people think you got to hit the vac and you know that bottom button huh. on the remote. No. That's how you sync it. Yeah, I just hit the hit the remote and then I yep. just quickly yep. hit the trigger on the saw on it. 
Absolutely. Uh, what is it? But yeah. Okay, so you know when you look okay. at your remote and it says manual? The yeah, bottom, it's a smaller the button. Bot- the second green yeah. button on there underneath is what you hit. Yeah. I can't Puts do enough festival sedges on that. And every time I do it, everybody goes, ah, oh, thanks. I think I've done five of them. But yeah, I'm 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 certainly a, a believer in the in the cordless power tools now. Um, you know, it's it's almost the same sensation that I got whenever I I bought the um, I think it's the MIDI maybe or the CT15. I think it's the CT15. It's underneath a whole bunch of board right now. But um, I I bought the the 15 just for my Capex because I got so tired of hauling you know moving the the bigger vacuum over there and plugging it up. Like just doing that saved me so much um, mm-hmm. headache and and just like the little nuisance things um, that just kind of eat up your time. There's a saying in the in the army where um, ounces turn into pounds, pounds turn into pain, and it goes whenever you would pack your rucksack. You know, the more things you add, the more pain you're giving yourself later down the road if you have to do a long ruck. But uh, so you know, not having a power cord now saves me that that little bit of time between si- switching tools because um, i can literally just pull the, the the saw out of the sustainer hose it and then i'm cutting it's until you experience it you, you really can't grasp a, an appreciation for it but um all that to say wow that's what that's what i've been up to this week wow. jason no sedge it's my episode sedge what have you been oh. up to Sorry. um <laughs> Well, we shot a couple of great videos on oh, Sunday morning Ben's with leading. the boys. Ben left. Of course yeah. he is. Of course he is. And um, just getting stuff ready for painting around the house. I got to do the whole first floor again. Oh, so, you are? Yeah. Um, workbench con week. I took the whole week off. And hopefully we're still going. It all goes through. But I'm going to start that Friday Friday night. I'll start prepping a week before, but I'll start painting on Saturday, Sunday before we take off. Yeah, so I've just been doing a lot of stuff like that. I did another Kaizen foam video. I just love that stuff. I'm still getting organized as we go. Yeah, I saw that. I saw with all the the pliers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it looks good. It makes it so easy. The other thing I've been doing is I spent most of my Saturday sharpening. Jason stuff, huh? All the cutlery for the Bent's kitchen. Oh, snap. And you ready? I had such a good time. I just love my tool Mac. And uh, that stuff came out wicked sharp, didn't it? Uh, yeah. It's like yeah. a night and day difference. It's sharper now than it was when we bought it. <laughs> yeah. those, are, those are good knives, too. Oh, yeah. Wick, wicked West sharp, for real. Yeah. I was using the, the one chisel that I have uh, yesterday. And I mean, I, I've had this thing for, I don't know, probably a year at this point, like still, still the same edge from the store, never sharpened it. And, uh, I was just using it. And I was like, it's like, I should probably just send this to Sedge and have him sharpen it for Do me. It. <laughs> Do it. I was, Cause I was thinking, I'm not, I didn't feel like investing in a sharpening system for one chisel, the one chisel that I had. <laughs> and, uh, Jason had bought that, um, uh, that 95, that right angle, mm-hmm. um, Lee Nielsen, and uh, it was it cut pretty good when you first got it, but man, it sings now, don't it? I think we uh, had that we had that plain yeah. blade shop and probably within five minutes. And yeah, it's a smaller up. blade. 
Yeah, and boy, did that thing come out nice. It's um, it's really, really, really nice. Very satisfying to use. Yeah. You know what and I didn't know? I didn't know that that was the first plane that Lee Nielsen made. Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Some people commented on my post and were saying that. Interesting. Yep. That was the first one. Uh, yeah. Was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, Be- I, I mean, quite do, a few people know, had commented on that. Do you know his story? He was working at Garrett Wade in New York City, and people coming in and saying, hey, I can't get these hand planes anymore. And he said, yep. And uh, he moved back up to Maine and started Lee Nielsen Tool Works. Uh, really? He's his yeah. His father was a boat builder, I believe. Yeah, he's a. He, people should go watch some of the uh, Lee Nielsen Tool Works, uh, like tours and uh, of the building and stuff, and then some mm-hmm. of their open houses. You really get a really good sense of what they do there. Everything's done really, really well, the right way. And I've just watched that company slowly grow over the years. It's just that I'm, that's why most of my hand planes are uh, Lee Nielsen. But I have a lot. I do have a lot of Veritas and a lot of old Stanley and Sargents and Middle Falls too. You know. So, but the nice thing about doing all this stuff with you guys, and uh, you guys got me back out in this shop, man. I live out here again. It's really nice. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm having the time of my life. And uh, I'm working on quite a bit of content because, Jason, when I start to paint, I'm going to be pulling base out of that mm-hmm. coffee nook area. You know how I'm doing that bay window seat? Yeah. And uh, I'm going to take my time with it. I'm going to paint first, but I'm going to uh, step big D through the process of uh, templating the area, pulling the base, templating the area, and uh, lofting it. And building it in three uh, three sections, so I'm really excited about that, and that'll knock that off Marianne's list for me. You know, she'll make a nice uh, cushion for it in her quilting room and whatever. So it'll be cool. Uh, 2022 is gonna be so much daggone fun. We got so many cool things planned, so it's fun. So I guess I just been working around the shop, getting stuff done, getting stuff prepped, the norm. Yeah. Yeah. And sharpening all of my blades. Oh, always sharpening. When the, when the boys found out that I, uh, on Sunday morning, that I sharpened your chef knives and steak knives, they, both their eyes lit up. And I went, oh, God, here we go. Said you sharpening service. That's right. I was the yeah. guinea pig. Yeah. It's okay. Well, I can yeah, tell hey, you is that those knives are crazy sharp now. Ben, send, send, the, send the chisel. I'll take care of it. Oh, I, I, I'm pretty sure that I will. Okay. Or you just need to come out here. It's not like you ever come any other time. Oh, Jason, uh, how many times have you been to my house, Jason? I have a child. <laughs> I have I have three children. But they're not always with you. That's true. And, and I have two cats. Two, yeah, you can leave cats for like six months. They'll be fine. <laughs> and I'll walk in and be like, wait, who are you? <laughs> The really cool thing is Patrick and Michelle are going to be in Indy this weekend. Yes, they are. Oh, that's right. They're, they're yeah. coming down this weekend. Oh, Friday, for sure. Yeah. It's going to be. Yep. Can't wait to see Michelle. <laughs> I'm coming. In, I'm already coming in May, so you can't, you can't sit here and try to guilt trip me about it. You're coming in May? Yeah, I'm yeah. doing my motorcycle trip. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Let me know what weekend that is. I'll be sure to be gone. 
Oh my god. <laughs> It'll be the second to last week in May. Oh. I, gra- I graduate the 15th and then I leave the 16th. And then it's a four day ride to Chai Town. And then. Are you stopping Jennifer- on the way? No, no, it, I'm gonna no, I'm gonna go to Chicago first. Jennifer's gonna meet me there. We're gonna spend the weekend there, and then after that weekend, I'll be driving back, and that's when I'll I'll stop by Indiana. Ah. Cool. Well, before I get into what I've been up to, uh, we may not talk about a topic tonight. I don't know. Um, I want to talk about Bessie. Oh. Because now we're 40 minutes in and I've totally forgot to mention anything. So this is the first episode of February. Um, Go ahead. I was going to say you could do a really good marketing move and say, if you want to know about more about Bessie, the giveaway, stick to the end of the episode. See, that's going to that's going to serve as the the device to pull people to the end. I don't think so. I don't think that that's what's going to keep them. Well, it's definitely not you on this podcast, that's for sure. So You, you killed it because I was just going to say you leaving this podcast would keep them on. <laughs> wow. Look, Jason, Good. I'm the only one that is bringing cats onto this episode, oh, cute wow. cats at that. So listen, yeah. listen, everybody, this guy doesn't even know how many pocket screws to use. Okay? <laughs> What's a pocket screw? Yeah, pocket, pocket hole. <laughs> pocket hole. I like, never mind, that, that would be vulgar. I was gonna... Hey, 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 hey. So, so I was on, the, I was on the, the Facebook group, the Woodworkers for Beginners Facebook group, just a- answering like a couple questions. And somebody, somebody can't come on there and saying like, hey, uh, I want to get into woodworking. What are some tools that I should get? And then some smart ass puts a Harvey table saw in like, <laughs> like the comment section. I'm like, stop. Let's. Let's reevaluate this. Okay. If you're just getting this, I don't think recommending them to buy a Harvey table saw. Why is not? The, is the, is, okay. No, no experience whatsoever. Oh, 100%. And, and you're going to tell them to, to drop. I, I'm not saying that it's a buy bad a table saw. I'm just saying mm. let's, let's get no, some other get experiences it. in our belts first mm. before we no. plunk down the cash on a cabinet table saw. No, buy a bridge shitty Cinefinder. Yeah. <laughs> Buy both dominoes. Buy both dominoes. Five CT48s. Yeah. If someone was if someone was just getting into woodworking, I wouldn't recommend. I wouldn't even recommend Festool in the beginning. Okay, Jason, hey. what's that over under machine? Yeah, they need one of those. Yeah, the hammer. The hammer. We're, we're we're getting sidetracked. Thank you, Bessie, uh, for sponsoring yet another giveaway for the month of February. Uh, the winners will be announced next on the next episode they'll mm-hmm. already know by the time but the winners for january will be announced so this month a little bit different uh this month they're going to be giving away a pair of the uni clamps which i have <sighs> really really right. started to become a huge fan of that was on your video right your drawer video you just did yes or was that a story uh, i did a story and they were also in, in the in the video as well but yeah um they're going to give away a set of those to one winner. We're just doing one winner this month. Uh, and then to enter, it's actually it's open to U.S. and Canada, excluding Hawaii and Alaska. Same rules. Uh, to enter, just send an email to... Podcast at gmail. At gmail.com. 
Uh, subject line, put February giveaway. And then in the body, just put your name, address, and phone number. That way we have all of the information that we need to send to Bessie for shipping. And we will randomly select one lucky winner at the end of the month, and Bessie will ship those clamps out to you. So again, huge thank you to Bessie Tools North America. And competition's getting pretty intense for these giveaways. Oh yeah, how, how has it been going? I'm, uh, I'm switching my accounts right now to, to see, but I want to say it's probably in the 50s by now. Wow. Oh, nice. Good. <clears throat> wow. So yeah. just so everybody knows, I wanted to talk a little bit about the uniclamps. And they're not asking me to do this. It's just now that I have experience with them. So picture a uniclamp, like picture an F-style clamp with a parallel clamp. And that's what the uniclamp is. And I mean, I'm reaching for, I only have some six inch and some 12 inch. I actually want to try to maybe build that stockpile a little bit, but I'm reaching for those things way more often than I'm reaching, reaching for my F styles now, just cause I love the parallel clamp style. Um, and these clamps are, they're just great. With, they're, when they're you fan. mean parallel clamp, you mean the K body? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, I was off. I was off a little bit. We're at forty three, forty three entries, okay, oh, at wow. the moment, and we still have another week left. So. Yeah, we still have another episode that'll come out. So, yeah, but yeah, no. For, enter for your chance to win. Doesn't cost you anything. Just uh, send that email, and we'll we'll get you registered, and then we'll select a winner. And again, this this is the information you're giving us. It is purely to to pass that information for the winners to Bessie. We're not taking this. We're not giving it the information out to you know. For anyone else other than for the winners to receive their their items so well to be fair i have applied for at least nine different credit cards using some of that information so oh wow <laughs> yeah i appreciate keep, it guys keep making those birthday posts everybody yeah well, <laughs> the, the good thing is i i got 40 of those 43 so hopefully i win yeah <laughs> um so what have I been up to? Uh, Saturday, let's let's go day by day. Um, Saturday, we went and looked at another house and made an offer. Uh, That's right. Another, another house in Carmel, and it did not get accepted. Um, They're playing the market. It, it was, it was more of like they underpriced the house. I think, purposely yeah, to sort of. create a, create a bidding war, which yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, and. We made a, a offer thirty thousand over asking with a ten thousand um, dollar appraisal gap. Uh, I mean, so for those that don't know what an appraisal gap would be, because I actually got asked this question when I talked about it in my stories. You know, if the house is selling for four sixty, you know, you offer five hundred thousand or something like that. Um, with no appraisal gap, if it appraises at four sixty, you're only responsible to pay. $460, right? The reason why appraisal gaps come into play is because you could make a $500,000 with a four, you know, an appraisal gap all the way up to the asking price. So in a situation like that, if it appraised for 460 but you offered 500, you would have to come out of pocket the $40,000 because mm -hmm. the bank won't support anything over the appraisal. So what we think happened uh, is somebody made an offer like that, but had like ours, but had a appraisal gap to take them all the way to whatever their offer was, which obviously yeah. from the buyer's perspective, it is a better choice. Um, 
I just don't have tens of thousands of dollars laying around to uh, do an appraisal gap. So it didn't work out. Um, Sunday, we were kind of bummed out, but we did end up finishing getting the our gym. I got the, the rest of that desk that I built, completely ripped apart, took out all the drawer slides, uh, salvaged a lot of the Baltic birch from the drawers, actually, um, to keep for some other drawer projects later on. And that was it. Monday, yesterday, my birthday. Happy birthdays. Happy I, birthday. I turned 23. Nice. <laughs> and I feel great. Uh, no. But it was my birthday. Did you, get your belly button, did you get your belly button pierced for your birthday? I already had it pierced. I got, some, <laughs> I got something else pierced. Um, oh, my God. No, but it was a great day because at 6.30 in the morning, I was woken up by Leo. He walks in the room. He's like, you know, saying, happy birthday, daddy. And he, like, gives me the card. And he was so excited to give me the box, which <laughs> he wanted to help me rip open. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we, you know, ripped open the package, and it was that Lee Nielsen number five. Man, is that thing nice. Oh, yeah. And I took it out in the shop last night. Yeah, because mm-hmm. my wife was like, why don't you go out in the shop for a little while? So I went out in the shop and grabbed a piece of, I first started on a piece of white oak, but white oak is not an enjoyable wood to play. No, too too brittle, right? Too, uh, yeah. too the, the fibers too erratic i guess would be the right way to say yeah it's it's not it me personally i don't really enjoy it so i grabbed a huge chunk of walnut that i had and man i'm talking just things slice slice so, through so you, you said earlier that you know this thing's it's so nice like what about it gives you that impression like is it the the weight the feel the everything. finish well, everything. what does that mean though what does that mean everything literally it means because everything <clears throat> Well, I know, Jason, but I can, someone on, that let me is pull up Webster's dictionary and find out the definition of everything. Oh, it means everything. I'm trying to I'm trying to quantify it for people no, that I'm just have kidding. no Go idea who Lee Nielsen is. No, I'm saying like oh. like like specifically, what what is it about just that that particular? Um, maybe it's the model, or maybe it's the brand of Lee Nielsen. Like, what is it that you just love the most? So, it's not the only Lee Nielsen. The the first plane I bought from them was the number four. And to me, what drew me into those is the look, the finish. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the does handles it, on it. Does it have the, the dovetailed uh, brass? No? No. No. Um, it's just a good... It ju- you know when you look at something and you just look at it, you don't even have to touch it. You look at it and you're like, that's really nice quality. Yeah, I do that every morning in the mirror. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Can I put a two cents in there? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can put in one cent, but not two. Okay. So what's the difference between a Yugo and a BMW? Just looking at them. Well, one's Bavarian made. Think, no, no, but yeah. it, it's true. That's the difference. You yeah. look like a piece of crap you buy somewhere, and you put it next to a Lee Nielsen, and you know the difference. It's the yeah. fit and finish of it. It's it's the weight. It's the how the handle feels in your hand. and. It's just the incredible. Balance of it. The balance of it. It's a bedrock design on both that four and that five you have. Those are bedrocks. So the, you uh, can so say design. that it's that it's amazing. No chatter. Not only not only it does it give you a good result, it's also a really good experience to use it. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. So because there, funny. there are a lot of tools that give great results, but they are, it's a terrible experience to get it. Whereas with, good. It's funny you mentioned that, Sedge, because when I when I was saying like the finish, right? Like you can just t- tell by looking at it. Mm-hmm. And this isn't like a gig on the twenty dollar hand plane that you and Big D like redid all that stuff. But if you were to set that hand plane next to the Lee Nielsen, mm-hmm. there's a very without even mm-hmm. touching it, there mm-hmm. is a very clear difference on yep. which one is a better quality mm-hmm. just by looking at it. Um, it's just a dream. I mean, oh, yeah. here's what's what's really strange is that, you, I mean, Sedge, we've joked about this a million times, like, you know, hand tool weenies, all that other stuff. Yep. But I am really, really, really like becoming very interested in that side of things and like holding those tools in my hand and like, Mm-hmm. And doing that, it, it like while I'm doing it, like I, I, I swear I must have taken at least 200 passes last night just because I had no reason to do it other than just to kill some time and enjoy it, right? Mm-hmm. And it was just really enjoyable. And so, like all day today and and last night, you know, I've been looking at different workbench designs and mm-hmm. how I can make a small one to like fit my space and like what I would want on it, what kind of what kind of vice and all that stuff. So. I'm starting to get excited. I I never want to be a hand tool only guy. Like that's I love power tools. You know Me what I mean? Too. I yeah. Oh yeah. I love the speed. I love the efficiency. But there's something about you starting are be- to. You are becoming one with the wood. Yeah. <laughs> starting to <laughs> starting to like <laughs> being able to incorporate both in projects. You know, instead of just like oh I'm going to do this and route this and that and boom and I'm done. I throw it together, but. It's it's very enjoyable. So that was fun. Yes. So I have always said this. And of course I work for Festool, but Festool and fine hand tools are a perfect fit. They complement each other. Yeah, and, absolutely. And Festool is the Lee Nielsen of power tools. Sorry, it's just well, it's oh, absolutely. Just, it's, it's a stand, it's a standard. You know? When is when is Festool gonna create a hand plane with dust collection? <laughs> Have you ever seen my uh, wooden hand planes that I got that I bored out and I put plug it cord uh, receptacles in them? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got them kicking around the house. I used to have That's them at funny. work, and uh, one time I uh, I went down to see Lesta. I used to run the repair department early on. Uh, one of the greatest individuals you ever want to know. And uh, he said, what are you doing? I go, you got any old plug-it uh, quarter receptacles kicking around? He goes, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, 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 I drilled them out, and I epoxied them in. These were old Razzy planes, and <laughs> I wouldn't once, and I, uh, I drilled it out, and I put a plug-it receptacle. I went down there, and he just shook his head. I go, did you know Festool invented the first electric hand plane? And I go, just don't f- I go. You want to plug it in, Lester? <laughs> just don't forget it's a quarter turn, okay? <laughs> quarter he, turn, yeah. He just shook his head. He goes, "You're a piece of work, kid." That's funny. Yeah. <clears throat> I still like the idea of of putting the stickers on all my tools and just putting. Oh yeah. Different. Uh, oh, I'll, that's what I'll do. The Lee Nielsen's. I'll put a sticker on him. It says Buck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he'll be like, "What kind of hand plane is that?" So, oh, the Buck Tools. <laughs> buck Tools. <laughs> it's really good. It cost me ten bucks. <laughs> no, but put a today, Toyota, Toyota emblem on it. Oh, yeah. it's a Toyota plane. You didn't know that? 
Yeah, you didn't know they make them. Like, what's wrong with you? Hello. What's up? Or, or what is it? Yamaha. Yamaha is the only place where you can you can go to a store and buy a dirt bike and a piano in the same store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, today I went up to the good old Northwest Lumber, which Ooh. is where I get all of my plywood. Ooh. And they had everything I needed in stock to include Baltic birch, which was great. Um, but I dropped another thousand dollars on plywood Ooh. today. Blech. Yeah. So, are you redoing the sheets? Oh no, that'll be way more uh, in plywood for the for the kitchen. But so wait, so a thousand bucks? You got what? Two sheets? Here, yeah, one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one in a scrap that somebody... How much, some, some scraps? How some much is a Baltic birch? Some idiot in a Prius was out cutting the lumber in the... In, in the, the parking lot. In the parking with lot. With their STM gave, 1800. Yeah, gave me the, stra- the scraps. Um, okay, so here's what I got, and I'll break down the prices, right? Uh, I did get uh, some poplar because I'm getting ready to start that desk for my Sergeant Major. Uh, it's a desk that for his wife. And... I'm going to be constructing the base very similar to how you would do like a kitchen island. Uh You know, like on a kitchen island, you're going to put in the base cabinets and then you're going to build a shroud basically that connects and goes around it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm kind of doing the desk like that. So it's going to be two end panels, a back panel. Um, The two end panels and the back panel will all be separate and then assembled on site using the domino connectors. And then I'm going to build a single... um, cabinet that has three drawers in it that will be to the left side underneath the table and i'm actually i think i'm going to try to use the lamello uh, just to use it but i'm going to build the cabinet in a way and leave i think i'm actually going to do a face frame application for this uh, style of cabinet because yes because they want kind of like a farmhouse style feel it's going to be a white painted base with with an x on the side i just think that face frame matches that style a little bit better Yeah. yeah Um, it's got but the what I'm gonna, styles to it. Yeah, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave the front left side much wider. And I'm going to end up, I'm thinking about using the lamello. And when I place it underneath there, it's going to clip into the lamello. And then from behind, it'll get locked in place. So that base cabinet is a standalone, but it's, it's locked to and connected to... Uh, to the base piece, right? So if you ever wanted to take it, it's not just sitting there floating freely. Um, just an interesting way, I think, that I could, you know, incorporate using the lamello. And um, again, it's, you know, when I'm, when I'm creating, when I'm making things and doing stuff, if I'm going to film it, I want to try to incorporate as many different things as I can uh, just to make, a little, make it a little bit more interesting and to have all the haters say, you used a domino and connectors and a lamello on this thing and a spray system. Like, yep, sure did. Are you going to use pocket holes? Um, n- uh, maybe on the drawer boxes. Maybe Quick on the drawer question. boxes. But I'll use enough of, of them. I was thinking about this when I was filming this, this build. <clears throat> have you ever... In the middle of, of eight inches, oh God! In the middle of doing one of your your videos or your builds, or whatever, have you ever made like a subsect or a, a little micro piece of content based off of like one thing that you're doing? Because it, there were there were several instances where I probably could have done that, but I, I was like, I just want to get this done so quickly that I don't want to take the time to to make 
additional content off of content. I'm already like, I already kind of felt overwhelmed by it, but I was like, kind of really, that was like a missed opportunity, especially with the cost of lumber right now. Um, Yes, I absolutely have. I actually try to plan projects to do that. Uh, A good example of it was my miter station, which I haven't released a video on the miter station yet. Um, I still have all the content, but while I was doing that, when I was installing the inset doors for underneath the capex, I stopped what I was doing and I took that as an opportunity to walk through the steps on how to do inset doors. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I would still continue to film everything the same way. Yeah, yeah. But yes, absolutely. Because yes, it does slow things down. Um, but for me, like that's, that's what I do. Like any chance I get to create content. And if I don't do it, if I encounter a thing during a project that I think would be good content to cover at a later time because maybe I am too strapped for time. Another good example, um, the domino connectors. I used them on Leo's bed. Immediately following the bed, I made a video about it. I was going to do it, but I didn't film any of Leo's bed. Mm-hmm. I only I only did yeah, yeah, that it's, portion. It's, yeah. Ben, it's the way I used to design classes at uh, Festival when we did end user classes. Some guys want to end up with a finished project. You know, that's a build. That's two days of buildings. But a lot of technique is taught in it where the router classes were all exercise-based. And that's how I look at creating content. And we've discussed this, Jason, about you were – I mean, you go through some builds, but, boy, you're doing a lot of stuff like, you know, um, comparisons of parallel guys, comparisons of – you know, squares or uh, track squares or whatever. Uh, there's so much. Ben, some of your other videos you've done, you could pull stuff out of there and do really small YouTube shorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, there's so much. People want to learn, and they want to yeah. learn from you. They want to learn from you, Jason. Um, and it just there's so much content. I mean, you saw when I did that first cabinet build, I, I did four different four different videos to lead up to it and then we put it all in and we compressed it and edited it so it was uh, one video which was a half hour but yeah. we had I think four or five half hour videos from it yeah, yeah. that's how I did BOSA because people want to learn about making templates they want to learn about how to use a template but it happened to be a BOSA build boy that turned into a long video but it was good yeah I mean, I, I mean, because literally every every step of this process that I was doing, with the, with the exception of like making plans, um, I I could have made additional content on it, but you know, this goes back to one of our earlier podcasts, like two or three, where like I had I had a goal set for myself, like okay, I want to get this done by next week, and so I was so focused on getting it done, but well, which is this week now. Um, I was just I was just so focused on just accomplishing that that mm-hmm. that's why I didn't film additional content when I probably could have. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's something I can take I can say for for the next one. But I mean, you're right. It it does extend the amount of time that you have to spend filming it, and um, it slows yeah. the process down. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent, for sure. And and plus, like my my shop's been kind of scattered because I. I don't have that storage capacity right now because I move things around to make room for this sys bench. And so some of it too is just like, okay, well, I'm tired of my shop being the way that it is. I want to put things away and have this surface that I can actually use. And 
Mm-hmm. So one one thing that I really like because you you were saying it slows it down, it takes a lot more time. You're absolutely right, it does. Um, it just depends on like, do I want to do this to get that content out there? One thing that I really like, and I've been able to do during the times that um, I'm on leave or something like that, if I can dedicate a week um, to just to, content, yeah, to just. That's why, again, I cannot wait to retire because the first week of the month or whatever, last week of the month, I spend that entire week and all I do is I film the four videos that are going to come out the following month. I film mm-hmm. a video, I edit it. I film a video, I edit it. I film a video, I edit it. All that stuff. And all of those come out. It takes the stress out for the rest of the month, which then I can focus on other things. Yeah, you can kind of strategize and yeah, it yeah. makes sense. Um, I wanted to go back to... This is always a, a very common question that people ask anytime I, you know, buy lumber or anybody buys lumber or what does it cost in your area? What is this? So I actually have the receipt in front of me. I brought it up here uh, tonight just because I wanted to talk about, you know, each thing that I bought and what the costs were. Because um, since I did stories earlier talking about when I bought that, I've already received four different messages asking people like, what does it cost in your area for Baltic birch or this? And said you even asked how much the Baltic birch was. Um, so the stuff that I got today, uh, I got 23 and a half board feet of eight quarter poplar and the price per board foot of that is four ninety five. Then I got seven and a half board feet of four quarter popular or four quarter poplar. And that was four fifty per board foot. Those prices are significantly higher than what I was paying in Georgia. I was paying under $2 a board foot in Georgia. That was That's pre- what I pay here. Yeah, that yeah, was pre, also pre-COVID. pre-pandemic yeah. too. Yeah. 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 All right. So, the, actually, half, those are the exact prices that I pay per board foot for poplar. Um, half inch Baltic birch, which they do have in stock now because they changed suppliers. Um, last year they were out of it for like uh, Ben. I took you there. Yeah, it's where yeah. you got that that riffs on quarter inch. Yep. So each sheet of half inch Baltic birch, which is five by five was 85 bucks. Um, I do know it's 135 for uh three quarter, three quarter. Baltic birch five, five by, by five. five. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, let's see. Well, surprisingly though, every, most people have always want, most messages that I get are always related to Baltic birch. Some places have been way more expensive. Some places have been slightly less expensive. Um, I wish I could find four by eight sheets of Baltic birch, but yeah. I haven't been able to find that yet. I guess my buddy Garrett did pretty good, huh? Oh, he got oh, super man. lucky, yeah. Stole. Um, okay, so then I got uh, five sheets of three-quarter inch pre-finished birch. Those are $87 per sheet. Yeah. Pre-finished birch, three-quarter? Mm-hmm. How much? 87 87 that's, yep. That's actually really good. Well, said you were paying 70-something for maple, right? Yeah, 76, 74, 76, 75. And that's for a full 4x8? Oh, 4x8 pre-finished one side, yep. But I, This is, I, this is pre-finished I, two sides. Oh, Okay. But really I, good. yeah, they don't even but have pre-finished maple there, unfortunately, because that's what I mm. really wanted. Yeah, when I first went there, I uh, I asked about pre-finished uh, plywood, and they said, "What's pre-finished plywood?" But that <laughs> was in 2007. 
they carry I, it now. I got uh, two sheets of quarter-inch uh, birch pre-finished both sides. Actually, no, this is only finished on one side. Mm-hmm. Um, and those were $49 a sheet. I got a sheet of half-inch MDF. That was $42. And then the last piece I got was quarter-inch quarter-sawn white oak because that'll be the panels for the... I got so much pre-finished because I'm we're doing a cabinet a whole cabinet bank above like the washer and dryer eventually and the doors will be all everything will be white oak um that's $95 quarter inch what did you get a uh, half inch MDF for the half inch MDF template for the the desk oh gotcha yeah so for the panels Yep. Yes, panels. the panel yep. one mm-hmm. because Smart. it just paints paints way better and it was way oh, cheaper. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Smart. but they're going to be uh, inside of grooves in mm-hmm. the stretchers that connect the tables, and then in grooves for the end pieces. So the, it, it's going to be enclosed in eight quarter poplar. You you prime that MDF, don't you? Oh, I'm priming everything. Oh my god, man! <laughs> so you ever just? Oh my god, MDF sucks up friggin' paint like you read about if you don't prime. Oh, yeah, yeah. the whole... Everything's, everything's getting primed. Yeah. And it's just going to be painted white. And, but they, 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 he, want, he wants, like, X's and the ends. Of course. Yeah. Um, nice. Or his wife does. Yeah. So I'll just use whatever wood I use for the top, which I haven't decided yet. I don't know if I have enough ash to do two, t- uh, two tops that are 60 by 30, but I do have the white oak tops that I used for my desk that I'm originally planned on repurposing um and i still might do that um because i don't know if i have enough of the ash two are you making two desks i'm making a desk top and a desk so the top is going to be going on a vera desk oh gotcha and then the other one is is an actual desk so the desk will be behind it behind Mm -hmm. you know in a corner behind and then facing the opposite direction will be the vera desk so, like, the printer and everything would be behind her. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Wow, cool. So, it'll be cool. Pretty relatively quick build, I think. I I have to spray it, and I am I hate spray painting in my garage. Mm-hmm. But I don't have a choice because it's cold outside. No kidding, man. Do you know the wind chill tomorrow morning is supposed to be around minus 15 to minus 20? Wind yeah. chill? It's gross. Yeah. <laughs> really gross. Yeah. I might have to wear underwear. <laughs> well, you're going to have to dress up fancy for Fogo de Chow this weekend. Ooh, I know. I heard. I think I think it's a fancy place. It is. It sounds well, fancy. It's okay. I'll wear a t-shirt and shorts. I heard we're going to have the meat sweats afterwards, though. Ooh. <laughs> I yeah. just like saying meat sweats. Yeah. Ben, have you ever been to a Fogo de Chow? I have no idea what that is. Oh, so, my God. Nicole's been. I've never been. But... It's like a Brazilian steakhouse, and it's one of those places where they continuously come around to your table with all these different meats, and they cut the oh, meat directly mate. there for you. I've and they give you a chip that's either red or green. If it's green, yes, then they're just going to put it on there. If you flip it over red, that means you, no more meat. Yeah, I have been to one of those. Those are pretty sweet. Oh, man. Probably, they might probably as well just give me one that's green on both sides. Oh, my some God. Some of the best meat that I've ever <clears> had. <throat> yep. It's really good. They, that's really what she said. Ooh, that's what he said. Well, the thing you got to be careful of is a lot of these places have really killer salad bars first, 
and you don't want to fill up on that because you you got to wait for the meat. Oh, I'm going all you out. You got to save room for the meat. You guys are making me hungry. <laughs> it's, I don't it's like the way be... you said that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are making me hungry. Yeah, <laughs> then you could upset some listeners. <laughs> There That's might be true. other there might be other Cav Scouts that listen to this. <laughs> this is true. Um, so we're already at an hour and twelve minutes. I don't think I'm going to bring up our topic. Okay, I'm going to save I, it. That's a this, hard one, man. <clears throat> it is. I think we need more time to think about it. I'm not even going to say what it was because then people will be like, "Oh, you should have talked about it." Yeah, I will say who the question was from, though. The idea was from Patrick. No, it's a, it was a good idea. Ben can't be from Patrick. <laughs> it was from, uh, Ed Mancini. Oh, the army okay. guy. He's, I know Ed. I met him at your house. Oh, that's right. You did. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. wicked. Cool. Yeah. He, he, um, <laughs> I was going to give him a hard time, uh, once, I was I was actually writing him a message to give him a hard time, and I was like, wait a minute, I think he did send questions, because he always calls into AWP, like every mm-hmm. week he does a question. So I was going to call him and be like, hey, man, why are you always giving questions to AWP, but when I ask for questions, you never do it. <laughs> so he ended up sending me like a slew of questions, and one of, the, one of them was the topic I was going to address tonight, but I, I want to address it. We'll just save it. Um, maybe for one of the... Uh, community episodes. So I'm going to put them on, I'm going to put them on our share drive. But <laughs> as I was typing that, I was like, I think he did send me messages. And I went back and scrolled and found like six me- or six questions <laughs> that he has sent that he had sent. I just never added them to the, to nice. the question, uh, to the question box. Yeah. We drank and a few beers that day. I think that was uh, Leo's birthday. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, it when was he Leo's came out for the bounce house, him mm-hmm. and his wife. Yeah, now I remember. Yep. Too cool. That was a good time. For so, sure. do you have any? Uh, do you have any get bent comments tonight? I thought I had, but I went back and I read the comment, and it was okay. It was. It was. Uh, it wasn't aimed directly at me. It was kind of aimed at Big D, and I didn't want to bring it up. Oh. I'm, I'm going to pass on it tonight. Sedge, did you notice Sedge. my wardrobe change? Oh, is that nice. Keep rubbing. Hey, question. <laughs> oh, stop it, man. Where That's did you, nice. Where did you order it from? Teespring, and the hoodie, well, the, there's a shirt too, but the hoodie, the coffee mug, Hoodie, coffee mug, and, and the t-shirt were the only three things that I ordered that came out well. So <coughs> I, I need to go back to the to the website and, and double-check the file that I uploaded. Maybe there's something wrong with that. But I, I obviously, I don't want everything to be white. Um, I want it you know, to have different colors because this is going to get dirty soon. So I would like to well, propose... For those something. that are listening, I'm, I'm wearing... I ordered some uh, some Green Suiters podcast merch, which is a, a white hoodie with our logo on the front of it. I also, also ordered some other stuff that came in, but the quality really wasn't very well. So, so I we one hundred percent, hundred percent need to go with Printful. Okay, then I'll, I'll I'll switch over to them. 
The, yeah, the reason are. is I used to use Teespring, and I actually so I I opened up a, a campaign with Teespring. Same exact experience you had. But the problem was is that I opened up the campaign and then left it open to other people. And other people started ordering things. And then I ordered one to see the quality. And I was not, not happy um, with yeah, how it, it came it, out. Also a coffee mug. And yeah. I had a problem with that. And there was issues with the logo. Yeah. Printful is so easy. And you can integrate like, it into a website I, and all kinds of stuff. I can, and they I respond can right away. I can kind of see the square background from mm-hmm. the actual picture on this. And like the, yep. I mean, you guys saw the tumbler that kind of looked terrible. Yeah. But, no, um, we had a couple situations with Printful already because we, we've gone through quite a bit of swag orders. And uh, I mean, Nicole ordered, you guys ordered, uh, Jason, you and Nicole, and Nicole's didn't come in right. We just, they yeah, said, yeah. We Already have another one on the way for them. They were real helpful. We're we're, we're really happy uh, with Printful. Printful has a huge selection. Of, like this, oh. my hoodie is a Gildan sweatshirt, which is the same one the, the Festival hoodies are. Um, like kind of a mid, middleweight, middle to heavyweight hoodie. Um, this is old. I mean, I've had this for like a year. Um, Patrick and Michelle and then Sedge, you guys, uh, I can't remember what the brand is. Oh, it's so comfortable. Yeah, but they they had just they have a great selection. They have tons of stuff you can do, and it's really really easy. And like I just have mine connected to my website. I just yeah. got I got an order for one while we were on the podcast. Actually, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's so my my goal was to have have merch ready by February first. That way people could order it. We could order it and and have it for uh for workbench con so that'll be something that i'll i'll, I'll do tomorrow is get on printful because i mean a lot of people recommend a teespring um i know that that's what some other podcasts use um not just woodworking but just other podcasts in general but yeah like it it kind of took a while for everything to come in and it the quality was not was not yeah. good so and Printful's this is a really test quick. run very really quick, quick. Very and i was quick. able to get tons of different colors it's yeah the, the logo itself is just printed there's no there's no background or anything or yeah nothing i okay. mean yeah. this hat's embroidered uh, yes yeah. uh, the, the toques are great yeah, yeah that's what i like bit, take a yeah, look i'll definitely i'll definitely get on printful tomorrow because i want to us and other people to be able to have it if they want to represent so mm-hmm. um ben mm-hmm. do you have any get bent comments tonight no, no, I don't. I have positive ones, but not not negative ones. Oh, should we? Maybe we need to have a get bent segment and a a positive segment or something. I don't know. Nah, it's too much time. Yeah, and it's not as funny. It's like oh, that was hilarious. He was so nice to you. Yeah, I know. That is so special that they were so nice to you. I don't know. It's kind of like bragging on. People will say a lot of nice things, and I, I'm always, well, I'm always, well, I'm always glad people do reach out. But it's kind of for me, it's, it's kind of weird reading nice stuff. <laughs> I'd rather listen. I mean, I, I'd rather I, listen I, I, I think, to Jason. <laughs> well, you know, there's, get there's, ragged I think there's on. A, there's a very big. I mean, that is very entertaining to hear Jason get ragged on. But there's a there's a big difference between someone that just says like good video and then someone that really goes into a comment, and you know is very appreciative and like those are really 
um, and grateful for. And, and those are actually pretty far and few between. So, yeah. Um, but it, no, I don't, I don't think it's something that we need to add as a segment or anything like that. I, Ben, I do have comments tonight. However, before we get into it, I would really like it to be introduced by Hans. Yes. yes. All right, hang on. Let me go get him. Hey, yo, Hans! 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 <laughs> <laughs> hey, that makes, makes me laugh, man. Show him in one second. I'm cooking some sausages. <laughs> oh, hi, guys. It's me, Hans. Uh, I guess it's time for the Get Ben segment. So without further ado, Get Ben. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I loved your part where you were saying, hold on, I'm cooking some sausages. <laughs> I think he meant to say bratwurst, but we, yeah. sausages. He's, he's, he's really okay. working. He's really working on his his American uh, language skills. So. Before I read the comments that I have tonight, I just have to say I was listening to episode 20 today, or 21, whichever one the last one was. 21, yeah. I, I almost crashed my car. I was laughing so <laughs> Good. It was, was so funny. I was editing the videos for today, the, the Instagram videos for Oh, today. my God. I can't wait to see them. <laughs> Look at that. There's, there's quite a bit. I think, I think probably half of, because uh, I, I, I try to do 15 posts per episode for for social media. Holy cow! And that half of them are forget bent on this one. Yeah. Oh my god! I can't wait. All right, here we go. I got some. I got some some decent ones today. All right, this is on my uh, Castle 110 video. This individual says. I would have to disagree with your philosophy on why you are comparing these two machines. Craig has a $100 option, and the foreman is currently going faux 450 The Castle 110 starts at 660 and tops out at 850 I don't consider any of these in the same price range. Let's talk about didn't that. You, didn't, you, didn't you say on the video that that there was a price change from the time you recorded the video? The exact words were, currently the foreman is 450, and at the time of recording this video, yeah, yeah, the Castle 110 is 450, and that was an accurate statement. And it was mm -hmm. also a precursor because I knew the price was going up because Castle had told me the price was going up. But I guess he missed that part. I yeah. guess he missed the, the part that I said. Oh, and then he had to throw in the, the Craig has a $100 option. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. He said That's that. That's why I didn't compare it to yeah. it. Yeah. Most yeah. D, most DBs I know are deaf. Selective <laughs> hearing. Oh, this is a good one. This is on my This is <laughs> This is on my Castle Joints video, which I haven't had a comment on in a very long time. That was a good video. He says I only watched your video for a few seconds, but stopped it because the audio quality was so poor. Sorry. <laughs> Did you have to apologize for being an a-hole? Yeah. Number of subscribers, him and his hand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this or is, his uh, mom. 
All right, I'll do two. I support you, Stephen. I support I got a, you. I, I support got, you. I got, I got a few more that are <laughs> that are short. This one was on my Harvey six-month review. This individual just says, feels like Harvey's, Harvey's decides where your dust collection go. <laughs> okay. Jesus. What? He, I, what I think he was referring to is because of where the inlet is, they're basically limiting where you can put it and telling oh. me where it I can put it. Put it? Yeah. Oh. Um, oh, this was on my recent one, How to Make Simple Drawers. The quarter, quarter, quarter thing. Mm, the new one. Recently. Yeah. <laughs> this person says, first thing is not setting the blade height. First thing is getting the right width for the dado stack. Thank you. What I want to respond to him with and be like, well, be sure that you put that uh, in your video demonstrating yeah. how to do it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he could do that with his hand. It's like, well, technically, the first thing would have been walking out into the garage and turning on the lights and then taking 13 steps to my assembly table uh, to grab my camera and then push my camera into the place where I start filming. I should just be an a-hole and just like go through every single step up to that point. 75th point would be to establish the, the correct <laughs> width of the data. Just make it like a 13-paragraph a comment. All right, this is the last one I'm going to read. Um, this is the Bloom Undermount Drawer Slides. This individual states, To locate the position of the locating pins in the rear of the slide, just install the drawer and lightly slams it a few... <laughs> s- <laughs> <laughs> lightly slams it. <laughs> Just give it a, a few light slams and it'll indent the wood and that will show you where you need to put it. That's exactly what <laughs> What a DB. What Lightly. I like to do freaking what, when I, before, I cut, before I cut uh, my sheet goods, I like to take a machete and just, <laughs> just beat the living crap out of it. Make a couple, score a couple marks, you know. Don't even have to worry about the grains or the, the fibers breaking. Yeah. It's kind of like those so, guys who say, I don't scribe my fillers. I just jam them into the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I break the sheetrock. I, I break the smash. Who cares? In. And then I cock it in. Look, it looks good. Oh, my God. Hey, so, and I don't even have a video on it. <laughs> let, let me finish the rest of it. it the last dink. part is great. I got to read that one part again. Just install the drawer and lightly slams it a few times, and the pins will leave an interference mark. Then drill your hole. No need for an expensive jig. He's referring interference hole. He's referring to like the eight dollar Rockler jig (laughs) (laughs) that is used specifically for Bloom undermount drawer slides, and it actually (laughs) makes it very, very easy. What a dink. I mean, he has a valid point. You can do that, but the you could, yeah, you abs- you absolutely can. But why not you could just also do drive every- your car off a cliff? But yeah, you know. <laughs> why not just do everything at once and then just what? put my drawer in? I just like to slams it in there. Yeah, <laughs> what a dink. <laughs> Nothing like slamsing it in there. Slams it in there, man. I, you know, honestly, I think that's my favorite part about 
the the get bent segment is not reading so much the negative comments but reading the comments exactly the way that they are written <laughs> yeah. oh yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah viva la spell check eh yeah <laughs> oh my gosh that is absolutely my favorite okay. gotta love grammar yeah what what mean grammar <laughs> <laughs> what mean God. words in conjugation <laughs> do you think some of these guys got a wicked buzz on when they're typing this stuff no, I think they're just legitimately stupid. Yeah. <laughs> or very unhappy. Jesus. I, you know what I love? I love getting comments now because people do it on Instagram more than YouTube, but I've gotten a few on YouTube and they'll write something and they'll purposely kind of be rude about it, but then they'll always follow it up with, I hope I don't end up on get bent. So that I like that because that means that people are listening to it and then they enjoy it. Oh, yeah. You know, one thing that I noticed on the the working for beginners group is the the post where it's just a, a piece of furniture or whatever it is that is just egregiously made like there was a post today where this person took a piece of three quarter inch plywood and took some four inch posts put it underneath and drilled straight through the three quarter inch into the into the post like from the top so going through the sheet good into the the end grain, and that was it. No no stretchers, no aprons, um, no other type of joinery. And like that post, or at least the time that I saw it, had hundreds of engagements. And you go and look at uh, someone else's post. Uh, someone made some floating nightstands or something like that. Miter corners, really clean, looks really great. Um, had maybe three likes on it. And they were posted around the same time. So it's like people people gravitate towards things that replicate their own, I don't know if it's like skill level or like eye for detail or whatever. It's just like people that make those types of content, or I'm sorry, uh, make those types of comments are likely not very good woodworkers. You know, it, it, I don't know, it just... Anytime that someone says that, because I, I can't imagine someone that is good at the craft making negative comments. Or I just can't spellers. imagine. I just can't. I just can't imagine that. Yeah. Well, you know what's interesting is when I post certain things on Instagram, specifically Instagram. A uh, really good example of that is the bandsaw uh, video I just reposted again, where yeah. I was cutting the dominoes. I had the blade guard too high. I wasn't. You know, and it shot the like destroyed the, the oh yeah throw yeah, yeah, plate yeah, yeah all that so, stuff yeah. Well, the, I did that again just to see like what kind of dumb comments I would get on that one because the first time I did it, I showed it to show everybody like, hey, don't be an idiot like me. I was being lazy. I knew this could happen mm-hmm. because it's happened before. I yep. I rightfully knew this. I should have not been doing this, and this it bit me in the butt. But I want to share it with you guys so you guys can see what it looks like. That way, you mm-hmm. know. I got all kinds of people. And it's funny because when back then when I was looking, I, I would actually, like said like you do on YouTube, go to their page. I don't do that on YouTube because most people on YouTube are not creating content for that, whatever. But if you're on Instagram and you're following a bunch of woodworking accounts, I would assume that on Instagram you're sharing pictures of your stuff. The majority of the people that left stupid comments or talked about how dumb I was, or all the mistakes I was making, all that stuff. You go look at their page, and if it wasn't private, they don't they don't have nothing about woodworking nothing. on their yeah. page. But yet nothing. they're these subject matter experts on you yep. know safety. And it happened again on this video, but I don't I don't I think I only got like one or two dumb comments. And nine times out of ten, there are people that aren't even following me. 
So it was just, it got fed to them because of the algorithm. It was popular. It got mm. tons of engagement. I mean, I must have yeah. gotten a bajillion comments on it. Yeah. Um, and, and I looked at one today. And that dude doesn't even follow me. He has no woodworking on his page. Nothing. Yeah. But he's telling me. But what he, do you slam, he, guys, slam, he slams his drawer into the uh, slide. <laughs> yep. Slams it. <laughs> slams it. Sorry. Yeah. It just That just got me. <laughs> no, I, like I said, I just... I'm just convinced that that those people are just really either completely terrible at woodworking or they don't even do it, and they're just looking yeah. for a way to punch at somebody. I I also truly believe that there's people out there that just get on these platforms just to do that. Like that's oh absolutely, it's like an outlet. I I'm convinced. Have you ever tried to sell anything on Facebook Marketplace? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many times have you gotten? Is this still available? And immediately responded to that individual like immediately yep. and said yes it's still interested and then oh. nothing crickets. oh every time yeah every that's time. how craigslist is i truly believe that there are people out there that what they like to do in their free time is just get on marketplace and ask people if things are available and then just ghost them and they're like <laughs> yep. swear to god i said it i sent him the question because because if you look at <laughs> facebook marketplace there is a preloaded. Is this still available? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a yeah. Yeah, yeah they just pre- hit it. You just hit it, and they, you know, there's a lot or of weenies out there, man. Or there's people there that there's people that commit. I've had this problem when I sell tools all the time. There's people that I want it. Okay, well, I'll hold it for you. When can you come here? Oh, I can come in two hours. Two hours goes by. Hey, man, what's the deal? I don't. Um. So yeah, my car broke down, and I'm lo- I'm waiting for my brother to come pick me up. Um, I should be there in 45 minutes. 45 minutes goes by. Um, yeah, I and they just keep making excuses, and yep. then and then at the end of the day, like they're never there. I've had that happen to me more times than I can count. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a part of the game. Definitely a part of the game. Yeah, total, I tell total them, BS. I'll tell them I'm not going to hold it. I have three other offers. Um, you, I, hey, you can meet me at this time in a Lowe's yeah. parking lot. Boom, I'll, I'll meet you well, in a Lowe's I, parking lot. I, I, bet you I don't will. even do that. I um, there's there's a McDonald's like two minutes away from my house, and um, I'll just tell them, hey, meet me here at this time, and that's it. And like, <laughs> like if they actually show up, they're like, hey, I'm here. I'm like, oh crap, I gotta go. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yep. But I don't have I don't have to deal with what you do with Jason. It's like if they're there, they're not. Mm. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't rearrange my day. I don't. No, do absolutely not. Any of it. It's and they'll say, "Hey," and I'll say, "No, I'm. I'm not going to be there." Yeah. You know, <laughs> I just and one lady said one time, "Hey, I'm driving through. Can you meet me?" And I went, "Nope." Yeah. I was. I was in. I was in Rhode Island. I ain't going to meet her. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So All it's right, cool. Let's let's do our shout out. Ooh. And wrap wrap this bad boy up. Wrap wrap. Yeah. You want me to go? Sure. Yeah, good. Okay, so I'm gonna call out this gentleman because he is a gentleman. Um, I don't think we've uh, named this guy or shouted him out. His name's Philip Morley. Oh wow! Um, I can't believe we haven't done that. I know. Um, and I'm gonna spell it out because you can find him at uh, on Instagram at Philip Morley furniture but it's philip is spelled with one l 
Uh, he also is a teacher at Austin School of Furniture. And he is, I don't want to say he's an up-and-comer because this guy is where he needs to be, man. This guy can design. His designs are phenomenal. He's, uh, he's an Englishman, but he's, a, he's also a Texan now. He teaches at Mark Adams now, and he was on the cover of Fine Woodworking. And he is an absolutely, I met him, he's in Austin, and I met him at Rubio. Didn't know who he was. Found out really quick. This guy's got wicked chops. Mm -hmm. uh, what yeah. an incredible craftsman. Very talented. Very talented. Very talented. And um, he, uh, he's helped me out a couple of times. I just want to call him out. Everybody, everybody should follow this guy. He's cool. Real cool guy. Good follow. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Ben, do you want to go? Yeah, so mine is... Uh, more more of a like a, a thank you to Eric from uh, Eric Barber from Barber Design and Build. Yeah. He um he ordered my uh the little assist shelf that I started selling on my Etsy. Like as soon as I posted it within an hour he'd ordered one. So just wanted to thank him for, for ordering that, being the being the first person to order it. So yep. thanks again. And and Eric, nice. thank you. You ordered a wicked shop T shirt from Sedge Tool. Thank you. Nice. Appreciate the support. Yeah, and you're a patron. Thank you, Eric. Mm -hmm. And now I'm just going to assume that Eric has also purchased something from Jason Bent. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you purchased it from the two of you, obviously he would have already done me. Because yeah, he's yeah. wicked cool, I'm, man. Well, I don't know if he knows, but I'm Jason Bent. So you guys are both you know. making me look bad. Because <laughs> you like know all of your orders specifically, and I'm just like, yeah, I got some orders today. <laughs> Speaking of that, man, I don't know what it is. The last few days. Yeah, it's been popping. You've been getting a lot of orders in. I've had, I've had like f four just since we've been on this podcast. It's almost like a, this really attractive person wrote a bunch of articles for your website. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Needs to write some more. We still got to talk about that, damn it. All right. Yeah, I know. Here is mine. Um, this is on Instagram. It is Little Wonton Workshop. Yes. And yes, I did not know that he was such a festival fanatic. And I found that out the other day. But Ben, are you familiar? No, I'm not. I'm looking at it right now. He's in Australia. Yeah, we talk pretty often. He, I, I think he yeah, just recently got the Harvey Dust Collector too. But mm -hmm. man, his I love his shop. If you look at like mm -hmm. his seventh picture that wall mm -hmm. yeah I'm like all the right pegboard and I, I love those mm -hmm. uh cis pullout cabinets and just looks really clean i like it yeah we yeah. did a we did a sedge tool live last year at 12 noon and he was on it it's midnight in australia oh nice it was it was unbelievable it's what a super duper guy and a good he, craftsman good craftsman He's got one of those big old slider uh, yep. table saws, too. It's Fancy a table, Felder yeah. K540. It's a very clean-looking saw, man. God, that thing is sweet. He does a lot with those hydraulic lifts, which is really cool for his workstations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Super smart guy. Yeah. I was having an interesting conversation with somebody the other day. Um, I can't remember who it was now, so I apologize, but... He was asking me if I'd ever considered one of the, 
like five or three to five tool combo machines from from Hammer. You know where it's it's the sliding table saw, the mm-hmm. shaper, the joiner planer combo, all in the one sh- f- printer. The shopsmith. No. No. <laughs> yeah. no far That's a really from good it. piece of equipment. Yeah. From what I hear. And I I told him I said. No, you know, maybe if I had the space, you know, that'd be kind of cool. And I have my own opinions on sliding table saws and in terms of like if you're not using it as a slider, how inconvenient or convenient it could be. But anyways, I started doing some research on it because he made a comment to me and said, well, have you ever thought about it in terms of taking all of those tools and putting them in one footprint and getting rid of all the separate tools? And I was like, because there's so much dead space, you know, like my joiner planer, my table saw and my bandsaw, they're all right next to each other in a little tool cluster, but there's a lot of wasted space in that area because of the standoff you need for the separate tools. Mm-hmm. And so I started thinking about it. And I'm like, that's actually a really legitimate point. Like putting all of the all three of those major tools all connected to each other. Mm-hmm. The only downside is like, obviously then you're changing everything over every mm-hmm. time you need to use yeah. one of those tools. But on the flip side of that, it Get could actually, well, it could, it could, it could improve the methods in which you do things, right? Instead of like me being all willy nilly and like, oh, I'm going to do this and then I need to cut, oh crap, now I need to cut this one piece because I forgot, like actually going through a process and you're going to do all of these things yeah, first, yeah. then all of these things, more then all of these with things. Your, yeah. With your processes, yeah. So, anyways, I just thought that was <laughs> interesting because, like, if I was to sell my table saw, the joiner planer combo, and I'm not saying I'm going to do this, and my router table or something like that. I would probably have enough money between those three machines to get one of those machines. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I just thought it was interesting. I never thought about it like that. I'm like, oh, I don't have all the space for the slider and all that stuff. They're like, well, if you didn't have all these other tools, you just had all of those things in one small footprint. Just thought that was interesting. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we're rambling. See, this was, this was a good episode. We came into it with an idea, uh, a topic in mind, but look how many other topics we covered tonight, guys. This what did we what did we talk about? I don't even remember. I don't remember either. No, Ben was just going blah 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 blah. I'm Hans. I just know Hans was cooking sausage. Yeah, that's right. It's the breakfast. No, but I, I like it. <laughs> this was three dudes BSing. <coughs> you know what I mean? Three three dudes, one pod. <laughs> three dudes, one pod. <laughs> Trademark that. Let's make that a T-shirt. All right. So Green we get Jason. Po- hey. Green Suiters Podcast. Three dudes, one pod. Three dudes, one pod. And we have a, a picture of the little stick figures, three guys, and like some sort of like spaceship pod. No, three peas in a pod. Also, also a good idea. Also good. He obviously Just doesn't th- get the three, reference. Three dudes, and then there's like a cup on the floor, and we're all looking at it. <laughs> yeah, like we get a pea. Or, you know. That's it. And we're in a friggin' pea pod. And there's like a little emoji on the cup. We're just oh, we standing around pee. it with our hands on our hips looking Three at the cup. Three peas in a pod. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Jason, Whatever. where can everybody that's made it this far find you? <laughs> Benswoodworking.com. Sedge, where can we find you? Sedgetool.com. And you can find me at Marshall Design Works, which is still shut down. <laughs> 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 yeah, find me on YouTube and Instagram at uh, Ben Marshall Designs. But uh, thanks to everybody that's listened uh, to this episode and every other episode. We definitely appreciate it. Make sure that if you're listening to this on free feeds or if you're a patron, 
you uh, you leave us a review, leave us a rating wherever you listen to this particular podcast. Until the next episode, we bid you all adieu. Later. I said adieu. Cheers. Later. Juicy. <laughs> hey, this has been co-host and editor of the Green Suiters Podcast. This episode is over, but if you want to hear more topics like this and you want to be a part of our conversation, head over to patreon.com forward slash Green Suiters Podcast for early access to each show. If you're listening to this on free feeds, be sure to leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.